Today, we're going to talk about why you should never, ever, ever. Well, yeah, let's stick with never. Get a 30-year mortgage. You should always do a 15-year. The savings are huge. And a little spoiler, $565,000 on a $200,000 house is saved when you do a 15-year instead of a 30. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Welcome to the Money Buddy Podcast. If you want to reach your full potential in life and finances, your search is over. Filling your head with knowledge and your pockets with money. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Now, introducing your host, Buddy Miller. So how does that make sense? I'm going to save $565,000 on a $200,000 house just by doing a 15-year mortgage instead of a 30. Sounds impossible, but let me explain. And banks do not want you to know this. And you might be thinking, why? You know, I'm going to move before the 15 years is up anyways. Why does it matter how long my mortgage is? Why don't I just take the smallest payment? And I'll tell you why. And you will probably never look at your mortgage the same way again. Notice that when you're making your large house payments every month, you don't even make a dent in the principal. Your interest rate is how much interest you pay every year for your home. For example, on a $200,000 home at a 4% interest, you're paying $200,000 times 0.04, which is $8,000 per year, just on the interest of your home. The only way to lower that interest amount is to pay down the principal faster, which, catch 22, is very hard to do when only a fraction of your payment is going to principal and almost all of it is going to interest. The reason banks recommend a 30-year mortgage is because they can milk you yearly for the interest rate over a long period of time and line their pockets with your hard-earned money. You may be saying, I get it, but I can't afford the 15-year. What a lot of people don't realize is you can get a lower interest rate in a 15-year loan than a 30-year. Also, a loan for half the time never costs you twice as much a month because your principal balance is going down so much faster. Now let's take, it a fi let's take a look at a 15-year mortgage next to a 30-year and see how much you can actually save. Okay, if we get a 30-year mortgage at $200,000, 4% a month, your monthly payment is $995. The total paid over the loan is $346,000. Okay, 15 years, $200,000. Let's going to assume our interest rate's now 3% because the bank's saying, okay, less risk, less time. Monthly, you're going to be paying $1,381, and total paid over the loan is $265,000. Okay, so just $400 more a month, you're saving $80,000 right there. And you own your home 15 years earlier. And your equity is going up twice as fast on a yearly basis. And if you go to sell your home after a few years, you're not upside down in it. Okay, now this is the fun part. Because I know you're thinking, you said that I could save $565,000. 
and you've only showed me where I can save 80,000. After the 15 years and you're done paying for your mortgage, take your $1,381 monthly payment and invest it for the final 15 years. That $1,381 a month over 15 years at 8% interest compounding is $485,000. In total, your 30-year mortgage is draining you of the opportunity of saving $80,000 and earning $485,000. $565,000 now in your pocket for sacrificing just $400 a month. Let your money work for you. There we go. I just showed you how you have $560,000 plus because 8% interest is lame, and we know that. If you listen to me at all, all you have to do is get a 15-year mortgage instead of a 30-year. The earning opportunity of money is wasted when you're in a 30-year loan. And so many people will say, stretch it out. Take the 30-year, pay less, you have more cash flow, invest the difference. But you investing the difference is not going to get you to where you want to be nearly as fast. And you're going to spend way more money on interest on your home than you would have otherwise by $80,000. So get your money out of debt, out of buying your home, out of buying your cars, out of consumer spending, out of student loans, out of personal loans, and get it into the market. Get it into investing in things such as real estate, speculative items such as playing cards. I don't care. But your money is way better off working for you than working for the bank. I mean, a lot of the the reason a lot of people don't know about this is because they never put the pen to paper. They never bother to figure it out because they figure, oh, a 30-year loan, that's, that's what people do. That's my option. I got to take it. But you don't. Pull out the pen, put it to paper, do the math for yourself, pull up a compounding interest calculator so you can see what you can earn in the stock market. You can assume as little as 4% you're still doing pretty well. I like to put 10 to 12, especially if you're investing yourself. If you have an advisor, maybe think 8 to 10, but if you're doing it on your own, 10 to 12, buy index funds initially until you're comfortable. Then you can buy more blue chip stocks. You can place some bets, get some small cap funds. I mean, you have so much earning potential just from your income now that you're not utilizing. Almost everyone can build a substantial nest egg just from their regular income and living on less than you make, not getting into a 30-year mortgage, not buying a new car, not using a credit card for every purchase. And if you do, make damn sure you pay it off before you get charged interest on your credit card. The time opportunity of money in the market is huge. Nothing says you need to have a 15 or a 30. I mean, you could have a 10 if you want. If you can make it work and you're living in not too much house, get a 10-year mortgage. Don't get a mortgage at all. That's even better. If you don't have to have a mortgage, I mean, you could you could rent something decent, have some roommates, especially if you're young, 
save all that money early in your life so it has your whole life to grow, you can live in mansions when you're 40, 50 years old, maybe sooner. Just don't live too fast. I think I think that's the key. I think if everyone wasn't living so fast and feeling like, okay, I finished school, um, I need to get married, I need to get a house, I need to get a new car, go get married, have all the fun that you would have otherwise, but just don't buy those big ticket items until you can afford them. Buy a car that gets you by. I mean, your happiness does not come from the things you have, I guarantee it. I get so much, go listen to my minimalism episode. I get so I, I I seriously I get a I get a hit of dopamine every time I throw something away. I love it. Because all my stuff, all it does is just pulls my life down, keeps me distracted. The less I have, the more I can do, the more I can accomplish, the less I have to take care of and monitor. And the only thing I want to take care of is my kids and my wife and myself. You got pets? Hmm, pets are nice. But it's another thing um, to take care of. And I'm not an anti-pet person. I think pets are awesome. I've had pets. But just don't tell me that you don't have time to make your life better, to take a look at your finances. You get your, get your own life in order before you're uh, trying to take care of other lives. That's my thought. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To submit questions to the show, visit us at moneybuddypodcast.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.